Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. I know it's been a couple days. Um, the last podcast that I did was around a week ago, I would say. And we're going to be in James 3 today. That That is where we're going to be. I'm going to be using the New Living Translation, so you're free to use whichever translation you do want. Um, and I will be reading it out loud. So if you're listening to this on your car ride to work or home or just out of sheer boredom, <laughs> I will be entertaining you with my amazing and beautiful voice. Just kidding. Um, today, I wanted to talk about why I chose James 3 and kind of catch you guys up on what's been going on in my life. So... Today was a very, very weird day, I would have to say. It was a spiritually weird day. And unless you've had one of those when it, you know, comes to God, uh, you'll understand what I mean by it was like really weird. God is a funny God. (laughs) I'm just saying like he kind of pulls you in with like using people you don't want to see to see them. And, uh, so basically, long story short, um, I was in a sorority when I was a freshman and sophomore year in, uh, college. And this is before I really, uh, got close to God. It wasn't until, like, corona hit and, um, you know, I was at home. I wasn't doing anything and, um, that I started getting closer to God little by little, um, And I was sitting here, you know, uh, not sitting here. I was walking on the uh, elliptical today. And on the treadmill, I mean. And I thought about all the relationships that I didn't have anymore. And I was like, when did all of this happen? Because I look back at my life even a year ago and I see, I feel like a completely different person. You know, things that I okayed, I'm no longer okay with. Things that I I didn't want in my life, now I do want in my life. It was the weirdest thing. And I know that's God's ultimate transformation of me and my heart and what my intentions are. But man, it was crazy. So basically, so in my sorority, you have like a mentor when you just go in. And she's considered your big. So you're the little. And remember, she also has a big and that person has a big and you're basically in this family, quote unquote, but she's your mentor and she's supposed to help you, yada, yada, yada. And I was not in a place where I was even close to God at all. So, you know, you can only imagine. Um... But basically, once I started getting closer to God, I started having a harder time with my relationship with her. And I never understood that. You know, I was just like, well, maybe she's just not happy for me. And we had a falling out. I found I found out that she was gossiping about me and my relationship um, with my now husband. And I was not okay with that. So... And it wasn't up until like a couple, like maybe like two months ago, 
I texted her. Mind you, I had not talked to her in, like, over a year. And I told her, hey, you know, we're too old for this. I'm too old for this. You know, I'm praying for you. I, I really want all the desires of your heart uh, for God to be able to have those happen for you, you know. And just letting her know, like, I don't want to go to the gym because she still attends the gym at my university. I was like, I don't want to go to the gym and, like, it be awkward and this weird sort of tension and I you know I said you know we just I would like to be able to say hi and you just smile and that's it you know be cordial so I go to the gym today and usually she's there at at the time I, I went and she wasn't so I was like okay maybe she's just not going to the gym today and it wasn't until I'm like literally walking to my car that I see her I give her a smile. She smiles at me back, but you know that type of smile that you're like, hey, I don't really want to smile at this person, but I'm going to smile because I want to seem like I'm not the mean one here. And uh, whatever. I don't care if she meant it or not. I was, I genuinely was happy. I was, I was in a happy mood, you know, knowing that God is good, right? And I was listening to a podcast. Like I was on, I was like listening to how to fight against these like spirits and stuff like that and things that are of the enemy and I was like on fire and I'm like you know what I'm not gonna let the devil steal my joy I'm gonna be nice I'm gonna be loving I'm gonna be kind so I keep walking a little bit further and there's this other girl that I was like best friends with in my sorority like I was like she was my best friend um I would see her like every day and we had a falling out uh, during election time. Um, I don't like to talk politics on this podcast. Um, I'm pro-life. I'm pro-Second Amendment. I'm pro-God. Enough said. So that's what I believe in. Those are my three, three main things. Obviously, pro-God first. Obviously. Because... Um, but we didn't see eye to eye during um, election time, and I felt like election time was the was the time where the devil, I think, um, had a lot of strength. I wouldn't say he won or anything, but I would say he he had a lot of strength in that because there was a the 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 area of division was just there, and it's still there because it's thriving off of it it's like the devil's like literally feeding this into churches and causing division in churches which is not where we should be doing um we should not be breaking our body down even more than you know it's already been broken so that aside she was like i don't want anything to do with you i can't be friends with you and um i literally i see her i had not seen this girl in like a year and a half. I see her and I smile at her and she's like, she's like stonewall, like just walks past me. I'm like, okay. I was just like, dang. So I'm sitting in my car and I'm like laughing at God. Cause I'm like, you're hilarious, man. You really know. Like you give me one after another. You're like, Hey, and I drove home and I was just talking to God and I was like, you know what? I want to be so loving that they hate it. 
I want to be so, so nice and so happy that they're just like so angry that they have absolutely nothing to say. And that's how we have to be as Christians. And it's so difficult because you have to put your flesh aside. But I want to derive off of love. Like I want them to hate me because of how much love I have towards them. And the only things that they they that can come out of their mouths, because I know they talk to each other, um, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I saw Gabby today. And she smiled at me. Like, imagine, that's probably infuriating for them because I'm not giving the spirit that's in them, the spirit of gossip, the spirit of Jezebel, all of those things. I'm not giving them the satisfaction to even be able to turn around and go full on because she had the opportunity. She could have gone off on me at that moment and there was nothing but silence. And when I was thinking back, I was like, these are people that I was friends with, like I people I considered like family. They knew things my own family didn't know about me. And I just, in the back of my mind, I'm like, God really needed to, like, show me the intention of these, of the people I considered friends, what their intentions were, right? Because we deal with people with demons that are dressed up in in, um, sheep's clothing, but they're wolves, right? And I was just like, why is it all of a sudden that something flipped a switch? And I was like, God, yeah, I know why. Because I was asking you to give me truth. I wanted the truth to come out. And that's what came out. I had family members that still do not talk to me or there's still some form of friction. And it's as soon as I get closer to God that I have more discernment that I know how to live righteously. Is it difficult? Absolutely. But do I know where what the word says? And if I'm trying to live by that, it like irks them. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense because it's a demon. Like it's not, it's a spiritual thing. It's not that person. And once that happens, it's like a, a wide, it's like a a, a a wow moment because your your eyes are finally opened and you're like, I can't close them anymore, you know? And uh, I don't know, I was just having a laughing moment. And I was like, God, I'm going to talk about that today because there is something within the spirit of people, like people that you deal with that you were like, when you were of the world, they loved you. And that's and uh, this is in Matthew, I think it is, or it was, it's in the New Testament. And Jesus is basically saying, when they loved you, when you were part of the world, they loved you. But now that you're out of the world, they don't love you. Remember, they hated me first. So it's like crazy how as soon as you're finally, you feel good because you're living righteously, you're living the way God wants you to. And it's like the devil just wants to knock you off. And I was just having one of those crazy, weird attacks. And I also heard somebody, I forgot who it was saying, you know, where the devil is attacking you the most and where you're feeling your lowest and you're not feeling like you're doing enough is where your breakthrough is going to come from. 
you know, and the devil's just trying to keep you down because he does not want you to get to the level where God wants you to be. And I was just like, crazy. That's so crazy because I can see it now. You know, I can finally see how God really needed to to take me away and uh, he kind of gave me like a getaway. You know, as a couple, as a married couple, you're going to have like little getaways where you invest in your relationship, you, you, you have alone time between you and your partner and your spouse and you're like talking, sorry I used partner. I'm cement spouse, but they are your partners in crime, not even joking. Uh, but not bad crime, godly crime. Sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> and uh, you get away, you know, you have a little getaway. And I felt like that's what, mm, this was the time where God literally, he, he created a bubble for me. He was like, okay, we're going to focus on this circle, okay? The circle is me and you. Then your circle is going to be me, you, and your spouse. Then it's going to be me, you, your spouse, and your parents, and then your siblings, and we're going to rebuild. And And it was a rebuilding process because I needed to be recalibrated. My mentality, the way I was living, the things I thought were okay, God really needed to transform me in a way that was life-altering because I will not say I was the same person I was a year ago. Not even close. And I got even closer as I started um, getting closer to my wedding date. You know, it was like crazy because I was like, God, like I need to make sure we're good. Like I don't want to start this whole marriage, that married life without it, you know, in taking all the wrong turns um, and starting off on the wrong foot. So I wanted to talk about like how and why God does that and and how James 3 kind of helps and because I could have cursed them at that moment. I could have been like internally and live living off of jealousy and living off of pride and being like, you know what, I'm so much better than them. And, you know, I could have just had a completely different mentality, the same mentality the Pharisees had. And I didn't. I wanted them to feel like I wanted them to, I wanted their spirit to be angry that I had joy. That, that's just, like, seriously, that's exactly what I wanted. So, we're going to be in James 3 now. And it's going to be controlling the tongue. And it starts off with, we're going to be reading from 1 all the way to 18. So, it is going to be a longer one, but I guarantee you, you'll enjoy it. And you'll see how it connects with what I was telling you about and something that you guys might be going through also. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect. And could also control ourselves in every other way. 3. 
we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth and a huge and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go even though the winds are strong in the same way the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire so first he's talking these are the pastors so if you are teaching right this is mostly to people that are teaching this goes for me too if i'm not teaching the way god's telling me okay like if if any of it is of my own sheer will and to manipulate it the way i want it to there will be i will be judged for that right even stricter than you that are listening to it so this is for pastors this is for people's uh, people that are in leadership positions that you have to say and you have to do what God tells you to do, not because it's fun and not because it's popular and not because it's going to be easy and because every, everyone's feelings are going to be validated. No, sometimes the truth hurts. The truth hurts and not everybody's going to agree with the truth. And the world's definitely gonna, not going to agree with the truth because it hates truth. It loves lies. It loves twisting. I had this... Uh, this one girl on, um, I do have TikTok, and I posted something about how a girl, I saw a picture of a girl with a, um, what would Jesus do bracelet on, but she was out clubbing and like on Halloween out till 6 a.m. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, but Jesus wouldn't do that. And I, I don't know, I posted it on TikTok and this girl in, I don't know, she's some random girl, was like, well, if only, if I only wore a tutu to a club, Jesus would still love me. And I was like, I didn't say that. He wouldn't. I'm just saying that he himself would not be out clubbing on Halloween, getting drunk, but naked. That's just not, the Bible didn't say anything about that. And uh, she's saying about how, oh, Jesus is in all of us. He's doing everything we're doing. And I'm like, what type of garbage is this? Because where is it? And I told her, give me a verse that says it and people can't come up with it. Because our world has manipulated and changed who Jesus is and what he stands for to go according to what they're doing. Their flesh actions. Like, we can't do that. God doesn't work that way. God does not just, he's not fluid. He's not what we're doing. He's not do. he's not of this world. Why would he be sinning and doing things that are against what God says? Why would Jesus do that? He knows who the, the true intentions of God, the father, who is his father. Why on earth? I was just flabbergasted. So... That's this this false indoctrination of who Jesus is and that Jesus is molded and can fit into the mold that we want him to fit in and he does what we want him to do. No, Jesus does what he wants to do, right? And we have to, we have to get out of this idea that, oh, but, you know, I praise, I praise God on Sunday, but I'm partying on the club on Thursday and Friday, but I can you know, ask God for forbi- forgiveness on Sunday, but then 
go and do the same thing. You cannot serve two masters, right? You cannot be lukewarm. It's either time you decide you're going to be cold or you're going to be hot. Okay? And then he's talking about, um, in James, that if we could control our tongues, if we could control the things that we say, we'd be perfect. If we could control our tongue, we could control ourselves in every other way. Isn't that crazy? And then he's talking about a horse and like how, you know, by just telling even a dog. Let me give for an example. You say sit. They sit, right? They do that command. Just by a word coming out of your mouth. That's how much authority it has. And, and we don't see it because we're so used to doing that action. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. A small, a small little dip, right? We'll call it like you're, you're living righteously, right? And somebody cuts you off on the road. And this goes for me too. It's not just you. Okay. I am, I'm, this is also for myself. So I don't ever want you guys to think that anything I'm telling you is because I am a high, I'm riding up on the high horse and I'm telling you what to do because I'm better than you. No, no, no. It's because I struggle with this myself. As you're learning, I'm learning too. This is a a group initiative. Oh, he says a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Like one small hey, blah, 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 fill in the blanks, whatever you want. But when that person cuts you off and you're, and you're done, that's your, that's the, or somebody takes something out of your room or somebody breaks something that you cared about or whatever. And you just flip the the switch and you just go off on them. And that's the little tiny spark. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corruption, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire for it, for it is set on fire by hell itself. So once you break those bridges with people, like you're, the words that come out of your mouth could literally ruin your relationships with people, your families. It can ruin your job. It can ruin your future. Like, it's crazy how much power words have. And that's what God is saying is like, your entire body, like the words that come out of your mouth, just your mouth and your tongue can literally just make your entire body body corrupt like they're corrupting your entire body and it comes from hell like your tongue and the amount of of wickedness that can come out of it because it's crazy how easy it is to just say the most vile things to that person that you just like oh it hurts and it irks you but it's so e it's so hard I mean To tell that person to smile at them and tell them that you love them and that you're praying for them. Because trust me, 
I have a quick tick. I have a quick, like, I can go off crazy by, like, a snap of the fingers. That's something I have to work on. Absolutely. And I'm working on it. But it's not something that happens in a day. It's something that I have to continuously ask God to change. And he said, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. It is so hard to just keep your mouth shut. He's saying, you could tame lions. You could tame alligators. You could tame beasts. But you can never tame the tongue. That's scary. Sometimes it praises out our Lord and Father and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. He's talking about like, <laughs> you will be saying, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, on Sunday. But on Monday, you're going to be telling that person, you're a despicable human being. I wish you were never created to somebody who is made in the image of God. And we're all made in the image of God. So this is talking uh, to us how we can easily be one way and then flip. Because our tongues are just so wicked. Like our nothing, unless it's praising God and it's preaching blessing, everything else is bad. So, and so blessing and cursing, here it goes, come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. 11. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? 12. Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. You have to choose how you're going to use your tongue. Are you going to bless somebody or are you going to curse somebody? It's basically saying like you can't be both fresh water and, and, and bitter. Like... It's not, you can't be like that because who is that person? Who are you giving the example to, right? If you're blessing God on Sunday, but then you're acting and they see you on Sunday, but then on Monday you're cursing them out. They're like, what is this? What exactly of what you were saying? You're living the complete opposite. And it's about being hypocrites. Like we can't be like that. Like we're going to have slip ups. And that's normal because we're not perfect. But we have to try to decrease those slip-ups as much as possible. And let's we're going to be at 13. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitter bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying if you are an, I'm just going to say it again if you are wise and understand God's ways prove it by living an honorable life doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom in all good things do it humbly don't say, and, and he talks about that, uh, God talks about, like, the Pharisees, like, don't be like the Pharisees that are preaching when they're praying 
and announcing it. Oh, I'm going to pray to my Lord and Savior. No, you do it quietly. You do it humbly. Because with you not, by you not showing it off, you're doing it out of the goodness that God, you know, out of, out of your heart. You're doing it from inside of you, not because you have to, to prove a point, but you do it because you love God and you want to honor him. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, once you start acting on you, on what you want and not on what God wants, there's the selfish ambition in your heart because you want to take the glory. When you are jealous, you're going to be gossiping. You're going to be saying this, this, and that. And then you're going to be trying to cover it up by lying. Do you see how this is a domino effect? 15. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Jealousy came from Satan. He was jealous of God. Lucifer was jealous of God. And that is why, that's where we get that jealousy from. Cain was jealous of Abel and killed him. It's unspiritual and it's demonic. We have to be thankful for what we have. We cannot be comparing ourselves. And we're going back to the Ten Commandments, right? To not look at your neighbor and want what he has, right? To be thankful for what you have. Because then you're sinning against them in your heart. And God sees the heart, right? Man does not see heart, but God does. 16. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Once preachers, and and here's what I'm talking to pastors pastors that are not preaching what god wants and they're saying what they want to fill their selfish ambitions right what they want what they believe their house will have a house of disorder there will be no order because once they start working of themselves and they're not looking for god there is going to be disorder god's going to take the order out of that house and evil of every kind once that implodes a lot of other things will implode too 17 but the wisdom from above is first all pure it is also peace loving gentle at all times and willing to yield to others It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds it shows no favoritism and is always sincere 18, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Being wise is loving somebody and knowing that it's not worth it. Who are you to bring somebody down who's without you showing them the love of God is already condemned? Why would you, why would you What would you get out of it other than falling yourself? We have to be peace-loving and gentle at all times. Willing to yield to others. 
And it's not you giving up, but it's like, I'm not fighting with you at the level of this earthly realm. I'm not fighting you in this, in the level of words, right? I'm going to fight the spirit that's within you that's causing this disorder in your life, that's causing this issue. And you're going to be loving to them and you're going to be gentle. And once they see that, it's going to irk them so much, the spirit within them. And then people are going to be like, why are you, why are you so upset? Like some people are going to be on the outside because remember they're talking, right? And he's, you know, they're going to be saying, why are you so upset at this person? This person's literally loving on you. They're calling you beautiful. They're smiling at you. They're saying they're praying for you. Why is it irking you so much? And that's where the breakthrough is going to come in because you're going to plant a seed. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. We should always seek to be righteous. We should always seek to be righteous. Doesn't mean we are, but we should always seek to be righteous because then we're going to be living according to the way God had ordained it to be. And I don't know if you're struggling with this. I don't know if this is something that you're dealing with at this very moment, but I do know this. That we got to start being the change or else... I fear that a lot of people that we care about will not be saved by when God tells us to, you know. We need to stop cutting us off. You know, we got to stop cutting God off of using us to deal with people that we don't want to deal with. You know, because it's not, this is not a, a... Oh, you know, I don't want to be friends with this person. You don't have to be friends with this person. You're looking out for their the salvation of their soul. You're not looking out for their for their friendship. Let God work it out, but do what God tells you to do. Like you might not want to talk to this person. You might not want to smile at this person. But be so sweet. Be so, be like honey. Be so sweet that they just can't take it. Cuz I guarantee you That's what's going to make the biggest impact. Not fighting with them with words because you call yourself a Christian. That's what they're going to say. You call yourself a Christian and you're talking like that? It's going to go and bite you back in the butt if you act on your own accord. You have to be kind. You have to be gentle. You have to be peacemakers. All right? And God will call you at a time when there's war. We should be fighting against the spirits that are, are causing it. Not fighting against the people. Because it's a spirit it's a spiritual supernatural thing. Why do why else would they have a reason to not be friends with me until after I got closer to God? Think about it. Think about it in your own life. Why else? Why else would that person, that family member not be in your life any longer? All right, so I wish you guys the best week ever. Be safe. Continue to grow closer to God. Pray and meditate in his word and really ask him to change and transform you. 
I know I am. Because Lord knows I need a lot of it. So I just want to let you guys know. Next week I will be up with another episode. I'm going to stop counting. Because I have the Love of the Father series also. Um, and I will be uploading something on that soon. I think it'll be next week. I'm not sure. I'm going to let God do his thing. Because remember, I don't plan these. I don't plan this out. I literally just let God do his thing. And I tell him, what do you want me to talk about? And he usually always gives me a sign. And gives me some form of confirmation. And uh, I just live off like that. So pray. Be in worship. Thank him first and foremost. And he'll give you the words to say. And he'll give you the opportunity to do it. Trust me. It'll be when you least expect it. So be ready. All right. Have an awesome week, guys. Bye.